Yo, welcome to another edition of RJ Bell's Dream Preview MLB Edition. This is episode 53. I'm your host, Taylor Ringgold and Griffin Warner. My co-host is right here on the other side of my screen, and we're about to break down another great uh, card of baseball. We got a ton of games to break down. It's getting hot and heavy, ladies and gentlemen. We are in the month of September. The playoff race is getting, it's getting hectic. You're talking about certain teams. We'll break down certain teams in those, those divisions. You got the Twins are trying to make a playoff push to that division. The Yankees' lead is dwindling. We got a ton of games to break down and a lot of cool pitching matchups. And of course, we'll be breaking down our our series spotlight of the weekend. And of course, at the end of each and every show, we do our best bet. So stick around for that. Griff, what is going on, dude? We have uh, we got to recap our our best bets. I'm on a three game heater, and unfortunately, you lost your first game in quite some time. You had a six game winning streak, which is a podcast high, and Carlos Rodon couldn't give you the W this time. Yeah, you know, thanks for shouting it out. Um, happy, I mean, that's what we do here at this podcast uh, on RJ Bell's Dream Preview MLB Edition. We just we set new records. That's what we're going for. Um, first man on the moon was one thing, but the first six game win streak on Best Bets, I feel pretty good about. Sad that it lost. Um, very sad. Carlos Rodon just had a really bad day because it also was damaging to my fantasy team in the first round of the playoffs as well. And uh, now I'm looking at rookies to stream as we were talking about Walter Chuck earlier today. Um, but very happy to hear that you won yours. So uh, we saved our bacon at a one-on-one pod. Plus um, it's your third straight win. Yeah. I, I was, in, if you guys listened to the last podcast, I was deciding between a few different games. There wasn't a lot of games to choose from, which made things a, a little tough, but I took a gamble and went with Dylan Bundy. He didn't even reach the fifth, like past the fifth. He left nine hits, but the Twins ended up winning the game. I think that was the game where Duran threw that 100-mile-an-hour, I think it was a sinker or splitter, off-speed pitch, whatever. Uh, that kid is an absolute savage, and thank God the Twins have him because that bullpen is not so good. Just as we expected, the Twins' bullpen would go five innings or like excuse it. me four and a third innings perfect no runs allowed just to, yeah, I, uh, I, I think they let a the i think they let up one hit in the uh the bullpen so we've been talking a lot of crap about twins bullpen this year and somehow the baseball gods did a little reverse reverse and helped help, they you know they got some luck on their side thus helped them play in the red sox which offensively they're not that uh they're struggling let's just say that at least but we have a lot of the breakdown here griff why don't we, before I get into, we get into our uh, series spotlight, let me read a quick little ad real fast for the kiddos. Pre-game like Super Contest 22 is free and easier. Like the Super Contest, five NFL spread side picks per week. It's easier. You don't have to make all your picks at once. Plus, the advantage of the best number using live lines is available. Winner gets a choice of a $1,500 cash prize, or you can enter in the next year's Westgate Super Contest. It's free, includes it as a bonus. It's free to enter. Just go to pregame.com and click on the contest and define the like Super Contest 22. It's free and easier. And 20% off all listeners if you enter in the promo code hot dog. Nope, batter 20. I just did a little preview. I got so excited for the other one. We'll do batter 20. 20% off all listeners. It's good for seven days from the podcast release. Batter 
20. Griff, I really wanted to say the other one, but we'll hold off the other one for the next episode. It's it's a good one. Uh, stay good tuned one. for Monday's episode, which with Labor Day coming up, I think we're going to try to record that Monday morning, I think is the plan, Labor Day morning. Uh, try to get it out for everybody as soon as possible. Uh, I'm going to be in Chicago going crazy with some uh, some friends this weekend. So who knows? I mean, maybe we want a Sunday night podcast, and then who knows what I'll be saying on Oof. there. It's also a possibility. Oof. Um. Yeah, we have to figure that out. We'll figure that out on, uh, on the once the mics. Maybe are off, well, maybe we can uh, discuss uh, logistics offline. I don't think the yes. people want to hear that. People do not want to hear. They want to hear us talk about some bets and some of our uh, picks for this week, including we have a nice weekend slate. Kind of the matchups aren't crazy, but we have a few like we always do. We have a few to break down. So, Griff. That being said, what is your weekend series spotlight? Very polite of you. Uh, I'm going to go with a battle of two teams that are trying to fight their way into the playoffs, not secure just yet. And that is a rematch of a series that just happened last weekend. I know I go on and on about how much I dislike that, but uh, when the teams are in it, I'm kind of into it. Uh, the Cleveland Guardians are hosting the Seattle Mariners. Currently, the Guardians are one and a half games up in the Central, uh, and they're kind of around the playoffs if in the wild card run. Um, right now, same number of wins as the Orioles, uh, whereas the Mariners come in, no chance at winning division, really. But they're on 73 wins. So they're three, excuse me, five ahead of the Guardians. Um, and I think they're leading the wild card right now, if I'm doing my math correctly. So that's good. Um, but two teams that kind of are very mir- similar mirror images, if you will, of each other. Um, Cleveland's starting Shane Bieber tonight against the Orioles, uh, as we record on Thursday. Uh, but in the series, we'll have Plezak, Savali, and Quantrill, um, which isn't the top of their uh, list, I think, of starting pitchers, which is a good thing for Seattle, who I really like and, and really love their bullpen. And have been, I think they've been keeping me afloat all season, honestly. Seattle goes in with Luis Castillo starting the opener, who's been flawless um, since he's come to Seattle. He really has. And Robbie Ray and then and then George Kirby, who's not going deep into games or trying to watch his, his inning load, but... Uh, has been great, and the nice part about George Kirby going five strong is then you got four innings of a Seattle Mariners bullpen, which might be better than most of the other bullpens in the league, if not the best. So uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, this, this series matters a lot for uh, playoff positioning, um, certainly in Cleveland just trying to get in the, the playoffs. I think it's a big deal for them to win the division and potentially either get a home series. I think you automatically do if you're the division winner or to really even avoid that. Uh, but I think they're going to be too far behind the, the Yankees and the Astros. So series I'm looking forward to. Um, got any uh, interest in that one yourself? Absolutely. I love watching the Guardians play. They're a scrappy team. They were my dark horse of the American League to make a postseason run. I really think they have everything together. And I think a guy that people need to start paying attention to for the month of September, and if you haven't yet, you know, we have – Edwin Diaz is the best closer in baseball. He has really taken the lead by storm this year with how dominant he's pitched. I think he's 100 strikeouts in 58 innings, I want to say, or 54 innings pitched out of the closer role. Trumpets, get everybody exciting. It's definitely exciting. But the Guardians have a closer name, Emmanuel Classe. And Griff if and the people at home, Look up the stats. It's very, very close to what Diaz has this year. 
Classe has been one of the more dominating pitchers this year. Classe really just has a three pitch mix. He has a cutter, four seam fastball, and a slider. And the slider's speed difference between the fastball, I think it's about eight or nine miles an hour difference, which is pretty incredible. But I really think their bullpen is stacked. I, I think their, their rotation's underrated. And offensively, that might be their weakest link, but they have really good timely hitting. Now, as for the Mariners, the Mariners have been rolling. You said before, Castillo has been such a reliable pitcher for them, and hopefully he can keep it going. I think this is going to be a huge matchup for just for both of these teams. And also, when it comes to division races, the Guardians only have a game-and-a-half lead in the American League Central, and the Twins are facing the struggling White Sox, which the White Sox have lost seven of their last ten. So the Twins are rolling into a series where it could definitely be a really good opportunity for them to maybe take a hold of that, you know, division. So the Guardians need to win now. Of course, the Mariners are 11 games back, but of the wild card, I mean, of the wild card, of the division, and they're in a playoff push right now. So there's a lot of things on the line here, Griff. Yeah, uh, speaking of Class A, um, just a, a brilliant move by John Daniel. All right, Griff, we're uh, we're losing you a little bit. You're freezing every single you know second here, but uh, you're in a frozen mode right now. I think you're talking to yourself, but uh, I think he's turned into an awesome, awesome reliever. Uh, throws like a hundred and two mile an hour cutter. So good luck hitting that. Yeah, we just heard the last few seconds of that because you were frozen. I was just trying. I was talking to you, and you were, and you were frozen. So. <laughs> Um, Sorry. Yes. Sorry. No, it's no, it's fine. And yeah, he is a dominant closer. He is. I think he can be up there with the the Helsleys of the world, and uh, and of course Diaz, in that top tier of closers. But very good series to pick. My series, uh, shocker. I'm picking the Yankees series here. Shocker. I know. I, there's only a few good series this weekend. If you talked about some of these series back in you know April, maybe there'd be a little bit more. But some teams have really fell off. Anyway, Yankees against the Rays in division rivalry game. You the both these teams need wins in the worst way. More of the on the Yankees side. The Rays, on the other hand, have been playing good baseball lately. The Rays have won eight of their last ten. They're six games back. At one point, the Yankees had a fifteen-game lead in the American League East. Another struggling weekend for the Yankees against the Oakland Athletics, as Griff says, the Double-A Athletics and the L.A. Angels. A rough weekend. Last night's game against the Yan- uh, against the Angels, the Yankees threw Garrett Cole in the mound. He pitched great. One miss, one fastball missed, and that was the turning point of the game. Prior to that, Otani home run, IKF booted a ball. So we love we love timely errors because errors always turn into runs. So that's awesome. And then the ninth inning, Judge and Stan get on with I think nobody out, and then they couldn't get anything done after that. So yeah, it's been a struggling, struggling uh, road trip. Now they're playing three games in Tampa. And a little side note here for the Yankee fans that might be one of betting on this game: the Yankees are not good on the road. They are 34 and 32 on the road this year, and the Rays are 42 and 23 at home. That is the third best record at home in the American League behind the Houston Astros and the New York Yankees. 
home, home, home. The Rays love playing at home. So, that being said, game one is Herman versus Yarborough, as Griff told me before, because MLB.com is not giving us the D. They're giving us a bunch of TBDs. Herman's pitched really well his last few starts. I guess it's a positive when the Yankees start rotation slowly falling apart. Game two, you have Clark Schmidt is taking over the role of Nestor Cortez. Schmidt, his last start wasn't that great, but his relief appearance against the New York Mets was very impressive. What do we yes. think about him? I think Griff, I, I think he can, I think he can be a valuable piece for this, this team, but he really just needs to get ahead and get aggressive with, with hitters early on. He, in his last start against the Oakland A's, I think he just, he threw so many pitches early on. So um, the last thing you want is to have a starter, which happens quite often, unfortunately, if you're the Yankees where starters are only, only going five innings and then you have to rely on, on a really weakened bullpen. You know, talk about this in May, the bullpen was one of the best in the game and now it's riddled with injuries and inconsistencies up and down that, that bullpen right now. And then Jeffrey Springs, who's had a really good season, for the Rays, he's been on the mound in game two. Game three rounded out this series. Yes, this is a three-game series, correct? I'm just double-checking. Yep, yes, yep. yes, it is. But the Twins are playing the Yankees on Monday. Montos versus Kluber. Frankie Montos needs a W in the worst way. He has been very bad as a New York Yankee so far. There's not many... This is there's there's not many opportunities throughout a season when you get to a new team to show yourself that you can be relied on in big moments. In the next month or so, Griff, the Yankees need to figure out who's going to be that game two starter. Who is it going to be? Is is Nestor going to come back and be the game two? Is it going to be Herman? Is it Severino? Is it Frankie Montos? They don't know who who's going to be the guy to come back. So uh, obviously, Garrett Cole's the number one, but. A lot of things ride on this series, and the Yankees need to win this series and have a good time at the end of the series to come play at home against the Twins, who are an easy opponent. Yeah, uh, I'm. I think you know I've I've been a seller of the Yankees for a long time. It hasn't really gone perfectly for me so far this year. There still are an awesome 27 games over 500, uh, and I wouldn't shake my head too much at that two games over 500 away record, but. I think they're a team that uh, needs as much home field as possible because uh, they're built for that park, clearly. And then, I mean, they're also one of those teams that might come uh, like into the playoffs not playing their best baseball and then turn it around because that's kind of what happens in October. Uh, I do think it's a big series for the Rays. As you mentioned, they play well at home. A really weird road trip for the Yankees to go West Coast, West Coast, and then come to Tampa before going back to New York. Um, that's brutal and certainly no, no favors done by the schedule making computer or whatever puts that out every year, but should be a good series. Two teams that are trying to fight their way in the playoffs position themselves the best. And you've pointed out pretty well, like the Yankees are pretty beat up in the pitching department right now. And, uh, I don't know how they're going to answer those questions. A lot of questions that have not been answered throughout the last few months, and just to put that the cherry on top, that Chapman gets put on the 15-day IL because of a tattoo issue. Did you see that, Griff? Yeah. I mean, when I get my tattoos, sometimes if I don't wrap them in the cellophane quickly enough, you know, they uh, they get infected. <laughs> and uh, my 103-mile-an-hour fastball, which is now 96, doesn't really 
uh, hit the spots that I was looking for. Um, just a little ouchy, you know, on my on my calf. Yeah. So that, if you can imagine, back in the New York radio studio that I work in, that did not go over well. <laughs> I'm sure Michael <laughs> K loves that explanation. Whoa, whoa, hold, hold on. Let's let's pick something here. Michael K is on the rivalry station. Oh, just kidding. He's a loser. I mean, I was would have said that I anyway. Like, I like Michael K. Anyway, so that's our weekend series spotlight. Griff, we have a lot of games to break down here. Let's get on with it. Give us your first game here. Yeah, we'll go into uh, Friday's card plus uh, best bets coming end of show. Uh, also got a promo code for you. We'll try to deliver a non-confusing just one promo code for the second part I of want, the show. I, I wanted to give two so bad. And I, I mean, was like, it, oh, it, I got to say the the Labor Day promo code is a great one. So uh, funny. everyone stay tuned for that one. Uh, our intern did a great job putting that together. Next we'll go. Uh, I guess we'll start it off with Colorado at Cincinnati. Kyle Freeland at Luis Sessa. What a game. farmhand. He seems what to keep showing up on our show. Um, I'm not sure that uh, – so no line on this one currently. Uh, probably will end up right around pick him. Um, depends if you like Kyle Freeland or not. Uh, I don't know. Uh, not a lot for me to do here. No line out there anyway. Uh, Kyle Freeland has some good starts in him. One time almost won the Cy Young in despite being a Colorado Rockies pitcher. Uh, and I think that was the uh, the highlight of his career. Might be the top. Uh, next, we'll go Washington and New York Mets. Josiah Gray, who got skipped in his last start. Um, I guess he's starting this one. Still not confirmed, really, but he's on my list. We don't really know who's pitching for the Mets. I think it was depending on today's game. They're currently in action against the Dodgers, fighting out a, a bullpen battle right now. Um, it might be David Peterson. I don't know. I mean, with your expectations from your time in, in the New York market. Have you heard that David Peterson's going to get a spot in this rotation? Are they going six man trying to preserve their team for the playoffs? Do you know what's what's going on out there? Because they're they're three games up in the Braves, which isn't exactly secured. Yeah, it's not ideal. I, I've been hearing that they're going to be extending to Grom as much as they can that's that they're comfortable Yikes. with. Yikes. Because they they need they need a reliable reliable starters in big moments. You know, last night, unbelievable game. Well, shout out Brendan Nimmo with the the maybe the catch of the year last night against yes. Justin Turner. Indeed, indeed. And Degrom pitched Degrom pitched well, but this is probably his worst start. A lot of hard hit balls. Betts hit a bomb off of him. Still struck out. Struck out nine. It's gonna be really weird to see what they're gonna be doing. I'm very interested who gets put in the bullpen. I you could see maybe Cookie Carrasco in the pen. Uh, you could probably, I'm, you're definitely going to see the Tylors of the world and David Peterson hopefully makes the playoff roster. I'm assuming he would. A big lefty like that out of the pen that throws upwards of 98. I, I, that's got to be almost a no brainer because that bullpen, you know, Adam Montavino, can, can he? He's had a good year, but I, I don't know if that's like the, the number one option out of the pen besides Diaz. Is that going to be? It's not. There's not a lot of reliability in that bullpen because Seth Lugo is not great, and neither is uh, uh, Jolie Rodriguez. So there's going to be a lot of you know. I, I don't know. I I would say that Peterson might get a little more some starts at the end of the year to maybe extend some different pitchers. Yeah, he, he's been on the the rotation. The he's been the on fence. the bus going the from Binghamton to or whatever the the AAA affiliate. I know that used to be the Las Vegas Aces and then they couldn't get players on time for day Rumble games. Ponies. Uh okay, whatever. Uh too much too much time about a game that has no line. 
Uh, unfortunately, it seems like the first few games in the NL tomorrow are going to be that way because now we get to Sandy Alcantara fresh off a complete game, I think, against the Dodgers, and he's on the road at Charlie Morton. Um, I wish Sandy played for a team that could walk and chew gum because he'd be a great person to bet. Um, we, we've both done it a lot this year, I think, to mix results, but he's been awesome, and he is certainly someone that can keep the Braves' bats quiet. Uh, Charlie Morton started for the, the Braves, and they should be a, a pretty sizable favorite at home, but smaller than they, they used to be or they're used to being because Sandy's so great. But no line on that one. I imagine Charlie Morton's probably in like the minus 140, 150 range, something like that. Uh, move Finally, we get a line. Cubs at the Cardinals. Big, big rivalry series, but one team has a pulse, the other does not. Um, currently, the St. Louis Cardinals at home are minus 235 favorite behind the uh, left arm of Jordan Montgomery, and he is hosting Adrian Sampson, who's been pretty good, I think, for the Cubs versus expectations this year. Over-unders eight. Uh, Montgomery's been really hot until I think he ran to the Braves, but they ended up winning on a, a walk-off walk, I believe, because Kenley Jansen uh, did what he likes to do, and that's blow games at the end. Um, what do we think about your former Yankee prospect and former Yankee uh, Jordan Montgomery keeping his streak alive? What an addition by the Cardinals. Montgomery has really, really impressed a lot of people, including me. Uh, you can see on my Twitter. You can look it up on my Twitter. You can. I've voiced it on this podcast that I really have not had a lot of faith in Jordan Montgomery. And Montgomery has proven me wrong. He's proven a bunch of Yankee fans wrong. He's proven a lot of uh, personalities, radio personalities, TV personalities wrong. And he's proved the Yankees wrong. The Yankees let him go. Montgomery's got a 4-0 record as a Cardinal and a 1-7-6 ERA and a whip under one, a 0.82 whip. That is, he's had a fantastic, fantastic start to his Cardinal career. Can't come at a perfect time because they're trying to push to make a World Series run. And when you face the Cubs, it's going to be probably an easy opponent, but there's always some sort of magic in this series. And you know the whole Cardinals team is just playing really well right now. But Arenado's had a hell of a year, hell of a month of August. So so did uh, Goldschmidt, of course. But yeah, that bullpen is fucking nasty too. Six games up on the Brewers now. uh, From what I think they were trailing entering the second half, they've been on fire. The Brewers been coming down to earth. Tyler O'Neill's been hitting home runs lately. Albert Pujols, the ghost of Albert Pujols, is hitting home runs. Kills those lefties. uh, yeah, I mean, he. I'm facing him in fantasy right now, and he's driving me insane. That Albert Pujols, the guy I would love to bet against forever when he played for the Angels, now is suddenly doing stuff. But maybe that's a uh, a franchise story. Um, and at least the the Yankees got a lot out of the the trade because Harrison Bader has been producing a lot of in Double A and on his rehab assignment or something like that. Uh, next, we'll go Milwaukee at Arizona, <laughs> and we have Eric Lauer. Griff loves to throw me some elbows once in a while. He loves to throw elbows. Oh, sorry. Um, you know, just just feeling it as we uh, move into the weekend over here. This is the series spot. Well, no, series spotlight was earlier. Um, we'll go Milwaukee at Arizona. Speaking of Milwaukee, I mean, six games back, the Cardinals now. Uh, four games back, the Padres in the win column. Four games back of the Phillies. And a lot back of the Braves, 11 back. So... I mean, not really great situation right now for for the Brewers, but um, if I count it out, they're I mean they're so they're four wins back of the playoffs right now, and they are a sinking ship. 
But they go on the road to Arizona, who's been quietly playing well with the baby D backs with all these call ups coming I'm in. I'm loving it. I'm yeah, loving Corbin it. Carroll. I mean, they've got so many. We could like spend the le- the rest of this podcast naming young players that look like they might be here for now and they might stay up next year, depending on how much service time they want to manipulate. But anyway, um, currently Eric Lauer for the Brewers is on the road, a slight favorite minus one eleven uh, at Zach Davies. Who's certainly not a, uh, a guy that I like to back, but um, I expect Lauer to outpitch Davies and the Milwaukee Brewers bullpen is better than Arizona's, but not by that much. Um, and I feel like they have the pressure of the playoffs where Arizona's free, clear, knows they have golfing reservations in October. Um, what do you think about this series and this this game specifically? I might be back in the D-backs here. I, 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 the D-backs have won six or last ten, and this is a big outlier here. Last year at this point, I'm pretty sure they were close to like in the mid-80s when it comes to losses, 80 or so losses. Right now, they're tied for third place, Griff, in the American in the National League West with the San Francisco Giants 61 and 68 record. That's pretty freaking awesome for a team like that one. I'm almost positive they won 52 games last year, the 2021 Diamondbacks. They they won a total, yeah, 52 and 110 last year, and now they have 61 wins on the season entering September. This team is is pretty impressive. You just you just talked about it right when we opened up this conversation. The young talent, Corbin Carroll, Alec Thomas, Dalton Varsho has been up for a little bit. They have Christian Walker's having a career year as a D-back and just a career year in general. I think he has 30 home runs this year. He does. He does. Yep. Yeah, 30 and 73. Average is not great, about 233, but who cares about that? But nowadays. he was hitting like 150 forever. So yeah, he's, he's been hot. Uh, they're pitching. Zach Gallon's pitching well. Merrill Kelly is pitching well. Zach Davies, is, what is his ERA? His ERA is not that terrible, right? Like a three-something? Three, three, eight, two. That's, that's not good. That's great, but it's not. That's not bad. I, I like the like. I like the Diamondbacks. The the Brewers are on pressure mode right now. They are 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 blowing games. The offense seems to be awake at times, and also seems to be non-existent. So I might be back in the Diamondbacks. I don't know. I kind of like them. I like it. Uh, we'll move next to San Diego and the Dodgers. Big series out west. Um. Should be pretty fun for everyone in attendance. You uh, Darvish visits Dustin May. Currently, May is a minus 154 favorite over under seven and a half. Um, I think there's are two teams that are just so different in quality. Um, Dodgers 17 games ahead in the win column. Um, they do have the issue where they're playing right now and have to go fly across the coast, across the country. Uh, and that might zap some legs a little bit. You might see some rotation in the starting lineup. They've also hit Hugh Darvish a little bit harder than I would have expected so far this year as I've been backing Hugh Darvish a few times foolishly against the Dodgers. Uh, Dustin May coming back from Tommy Johnson, really, really great. Um, I don't really see – I mean, I do like Hugh Darvish with a plus-142 price tag in front of his name, but I'm not sure I can play it. Padres need need to win this series to gain some confidence. They, I know they just swept the San Francisco Giants on the road. Ever, yeah. yeah, on the road. But ever since acquiring Soto and Bell and Josh Hader, it, it's been a, a big disappointment. 
you get they got swept by these Dodgers um away. They were at LA um August 5th, 6th, and 7th, and they got swept. And that was in the middle of a large losing streak. They need this. They the division's done. The Dodgers have it. It's a it's a no-brainer. To gain some confidence to keep the winning streak alive. This is not going to be an easy series. The Dodgers had a wake-up call against the New York Mets. The New York Mets, with DeGrom, Adovino, Diaz, shut the Dodgers down. So if you're the Padres looking into this, that's a big telltale sign. If the Dodgers lineup, which is stacked from top to bottom, is struggling against – I know it's Jacob DeGrom, Griff. I know it's a different human being, but there's something to say about that. And you Darvish is very good. He ain't no date Jacob DeGrom, but maybe they might have a little, you know, maybe they might struggle a little bit against you Darvish, but it's about it's about how the offense can pan it out. I mean, they're, they, they're scored six runs, four runs, five runs against the Giants. So, and, and they was also against the best Giant pitchers. But what do you think about it? Do you think they have this, a shot? This is just a hard one for me because when you see you Darvish basically priced like, he's going to win like getting a plus 150 tag. I mean, he's just so he's such a good pitcher. I know that a lot of people don't see him as as highly or or think of him as highly as they had in the past, but he's had a great year. He gives you length. He gives you like, I mean, his bad starts. I feel like he gives up three runs. So that, that will keep any team in a game. Problem is San Diego in that road sweep of the giants, the giants have just been absolutely fallen like a rock. And as you mentioned, are in fourth place in the NL West, which they were, uh, a hundred win team last year and didn't really change that much. So pretty incredible. But um, the Padres were ahead by multiple runs, four or five runs in each of those games. And then basically almost coughed them all up. And so I think there's a big problem in that San Diego bullpen. I mean, Josh Hader got a save, but basically that's because Nick Martinez, who was a starting pitcher for them earlier this season was not available. Um, and he basically came in and it's just one of those things where, I'm not really sure what to say about San Diego right now. I think we're both on to not really liking them as we get. I I just hope they go on a good streak, get into the playoffs, and then we get to bet against them because I just don't like them. And I don't know that you Darvish is someone, despite being in a price range that I'd like to back, I just don't think I can do that. So move along next to Philadelphia at San Francisco. The Phillies have been really hot lately, partly because of a good schedule. But, I mean, they've gone to the desert and had their way. I mean, scored a ton of runs last night against the D-backs, who are playing better than a lot of people expected, as we've already mentioned. Kyle Gibson's on the mound for them, visiting Alex Cobb and those Giants who are sinking like a rock. Currently, Gibson a minus 106 favorite on the road. So pretty much split it either way about who you think is going to win this one. Uh, Overner's eight, which is a little bit high for San Francisco, but they've they've changed that park a little bit and opened some vents that makes the ball fly a little bit better. Um, what do you think about Kyle Gibson? He's, I mean, he's, he's a solid pitcher. I'm not sure he's great, but he's got a big park to play with. Alex Cobb's been, been a lot better lately. I know everyone knows that I was really high on him coming into the year. He had a pretty poor first half, but has been be- better lately. Problem is the Giants haven't been winning. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things where I feel like the Phillies have been so hot. Giants going the other direction. If the Phillies somehow move to an underdog, I think they're going to be on my list. Gibby in his last start, Griff, was a nice rebound on August 21st. Gibby faced the New York Mets, did not make it out of the fifth. And then his last start on August 27th against uh, exactly what you're looking for, a tune-up game. He pitched against the Pittsburgh Pirates, went seven innings, seven strong shutout innings with nine Ks. 
And if you know who Kyle Gibson is, he doesn't rack up the strikeouts. He's had two double-digit strikeout games this season. That's it. And he's hit maybe, let's see, he's hit eight once another time, and then the nine was the fourth most strikeout game he's had all season long. He's not going to strike a lot of times, but he is a guy that gets a lot of ground balls. The ERA is definitely not comfortable if you're trying to bet on the Phillies here. It's at four. But Alex Cobb has been one of the most hyped up pitchers in the first spring training into the first couple of weeks. Everyone saw the velo was was up on an Alex Cobb. So, and the Giants are also really, really scuffling. When you get embarrassed by who they just play the Padres at home, and you're now in the same conversation with the Arizona Diamondbacks, who for seems like now years they've just been a one of the worst teams in the entire league. I, I really thought Rodon was going to break them out of this the little slump they were in uh, on oof, on or last your last pass. But I'm serious, so my best bet. Oof, I know. Yeah. So uh, I would say that the Phillies keep rolling here, but I'm I'm really interested to see how Gibby can face this Giants lineup. His last outing was great. But he's not the type of pitcher to go seven innings or eight innings that much. He's only done it a few times this year. So um let's see how it goes. Yeah, I'm just, part of me is wondering if the Giants last year were just all smoke and mirrors. I mean, because they added to that team. And I mean, I, it's hard to say. I mean, COVID stuff made the whole world a weird place. Um, moving on from there, we'll go to the AL finally, uh, for our AL listeners. And we got the Oakland double A athletics. And J.P. Sears, former Yankee prospect, he I'm sure could tell us all about. He's visiting the Baltimore Orioles, Dean Kramer. Uh, Kramer, who's been pretty good lately, and this is a great matchup for him. Uh, the Orioles still trying to fight into that playoff race. I mean, they're in it, I think. But they're two games back of the, the Jays right now. So they're they're more than in it. They're, they're playing right around. Um, nobody had that. If you said you had it, I don't believe you. Um, but Kramer, minus 165 favorite at home, over-unders eight. Uh, I feel like this one might be pretty low scoring based on the uh, the mountain that's in left field in Baltimore. Hard hit the ball out of the park in left field. Um, so I'm 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 like an under in this one. I'm really interested to hear what the hitters think, Orioles hitters think about the new dimensions. I would lo- I, I need to go listen to some sound bites about early that in the, early in the year. I can't imagine right-handed pull hitters like that. I mean, Mancini lost, like, I think double-digit home runs so far from playing in that park versus playing in Houston. I mean, huge, obviously huge extremes from one park to the other, Crawford boxes to to that. But uh, it's a big deal, and I think it was a lot because the, the Orioles, like, stats office, I mean, who knew the Angelos were actually paying for something? But um, they brought some guys in and uh, found out that they can't really hit, so they if they made the, the park a little bit bigger and, and more pitching friendly, it would help their team. And I mean, they've had a, so many great pitchers coming up. That bullpen, they trade off a lot of assets, and they still have a great one. Yeah, I, I would. I like to say that Dean Kramer has been. I need to look some more people up, but one of the more underrated pitchers in the league right now. Kramer with a seven and a half ERA last year. That's really, really bad compared to what he has this year. He's 3 2 4 ERA. He is now put himself in that rotation as maybe some as a guy that the Orioles can rely on to get a win. His last three outings played against 
three very good offenses. You could say one of them has been hit or miss, but the Blue Jays on August 16th, he went seven innings strong, a W in that game. Uh, against the Red Sox the following series on, on August 21st. Five and a third. That's not as strong as, but his last start, last start, Griff, against the Houston Astros. Won the mm-hmm. game. Sixth win of the year. Three to one victory. He went seven and two thirds. Allowed one earned run. No walks. His ERA is now as low as a three, two, four. Dean Kramer has been extremely impressive this year. He was a, he's been a starter all year long. He came up from the minor leagues in June, and ever since then, he really ha- he hasn't left. He's had a few bad starts throughout this year, but you know who doesn't have a bad start? Oh, but man. but what the really big call up this week was was Henderson getting called up from the minor leagues in his first at bat. He goes yard, which was just how poetic is that? When you have this lineup, that a bunch of young kids, they have a bullpen that's maybe one of the best in the game. And you have a rotation, which is definitely their weakest point of uh, as a team. They're overperforming. So I'm very, I'm very excited to see how they keep playing. I really, I think everybody wants them to make the postseason. JP Sears, on the other hand, he had a, a rough start against his, against his old team in the New York Yankees, left four walks, three earned runs and over six innings against those Yankees. He's pitched pretty well out of the pen and then out of the rotation. He's he's done decently well against uh against hitters, but those Oakland A's, man, I really don't like him because they really messed up my week last week against the Yankees. But um really interested to see how Dean Graham plays. I mean, I think this is a big series for the the Orioles. If they're a team that's gonna make the playoffs, I think they need to to sweep the Oakland A's. Especially I mean, especially with uh the Rays facing the Yankees and you know, if the Rays lose a couple games here, Orioles just keep making ground. They keep making ground to that wild card. It, it helps the helps them. And look, Toronto is playing the Pirates, which we'll talk about in a little bit. And they're a huge favorites this weekend. But uh, there's a lot of factors going to go and happen in the month of September. And I'm so excited that the race is a lot smaller than I guess people thought it would be. I mean, I'm excited for the, when the Orioles are going to play a lot of games against the AL East. I don't know that they're going to be favorites in very many of them because everyone thinks the Orioles right. are trash. And I'm looking to back them a lot uh, down the stretch as they try to fight to make these playoffs. I think they could do it. Next, we'll go Texas at Boston. Dallas Keuchel um, just, you know, trying to hang on to a major league career at this point. And he's visiting Nick Pavetta. Pavetta minus 177 favorite. Over-unders nine and a half. Um not a lot of faith in, in Keuchel pitching to a a really right-handed heavy. Um, I mean, maybe if a sinker's working, but I don't think it has because he would have lashed on a team by now instead of pitching for Arizona and Chicago and all these other teams after he left Houston. Um, not much for me to do with that one other than expect runs. Big factor in this series, you, I really want to see how Rafael Devers can play. Devers has been struggling. And Tell me about it. Last 28 days, Griff, he's batting a buck 56 with two home runs and nine RBIs, 18 strikeouts over 96 at bats. He's not putting good at bats together. He's not driving in runs. It's one of the reasons why the Red Sox have been struggling this much. Second half, Griff. Oh my goodness, dude. All right, real quick about Devers, and because I, I really want to look this up before we talk about this uh, game here. Devers' first half numbers, his slash line, 324, 379, 601, 981. Second half, 
27 games in the second half, 168, 229, 299, and a 528 OPS. Dude, that's got to be one of the big factors why the Red Sox can't hit. I mean, you have a middle-of-the-order guy struggling this bad. He's 18 for 107, second half. That's huge. Yeah, batting average is bad. Uh, OPS in the 500s is like replacement level, I think. And that's unfortunate. I know he got hurt and was on the IL for a little while. J.D. Martinez's back has been a disaster. Xander Bogarts is always hurt. I mean, there's a recipe for why the Red Sox haven't been good, but they still get pretty strong lines. So uh, I'd like to be against them uh, more down the stretch. Moving to my series spotlight, Seattle at Cleveland, Luis Castillo at Zach Plesac. Currently Castillo minus 136 road favorites. You got to really lay the wood if you're going to back Castillo in this one. Uh, certainly not cheap. Over under seven and a half. I don't see a lot of runs in this one, but I do think Seattle can get the Plesac. So it's Seattle or nothing for me. I agree. Plesac has been pretty bad this year. You look at this line and he's, he, does, he doesn't have competitive outings. And when you verse a lineup like this, that's been hitting the ball pretty well. And then if you get to that, I don't think they'll be seeing the bullpen that much. I think Castillo goes the distance. I think he might go seven or eight innings in this matchup. So try to get Castillo out as quick as possible because as of as of late, since he's been a mariner, he's been unhittable. All right. Next on the list we'll go Kansas City at Detroit. We got Lynch at Hutchison. Currently, Hutchison surprisingly a minus one hundred eight home favorite. Uh, Over unders eight and a half. Daniel Lynch has been a, a top prospect. He he didn't pitch very well against Detroit the last time he faced them, but that should be a pretty easy lineup for him to go into. Not great as a lefty with a little bit of velocity issues and facing a very right-handed lineup. But Drew Hutchison, I mean, he's just a guy at this point. So uh, you like the Royals with me in this one? Yeah, I, I I like the Royals. Hutcherson has has pitched well in his last three starts, but I, I, there's not a lot of faith with a guy who has a career ERA of around north of five. So maybe stay away from that. All right, next on the list, we'll go to your series spotlight. And here I got Domingo Herman, and he's visiting uh, Jeffrey Springs. So it looks like Springs in for Yarbrough, or maybe Yarbrough is moving to Saturday. Hard to know what's going to happen there, I guess. Sure. But But ultimately, we'll see. And uh, currently, number is uh, Springs a minus 120 favorite over under a seven. Um, it's a tough spot for the Yankees to come in from the West Coast. I mean, things have not been going well for like three weeks now, two weeks now. Been, the whole, been pretty off, tough. The whole second half, Griff. Yeah, I mean, they're kind of reeling. The, the Rays have something to play for. Certainly a huge difference in talent on these two teams. But the Rays are really good at home. Uh, they're 19 games over 500. I mean, other than the Yankees, who's better than that in the AL? Nobody except for the Astros. So third best team in, in the AL at home. That's why they're the top wild card. I think um, I like the race. It's tough picking a team that went 10 and 18 in the month of August, right? This is, there's almost a lot of history here where the Yankees play poorly in the month of August. It's usually July and August. They have these weird stretches where they just struggle offensively and they can't put things together. And we saw it unfold right in front of us. 10 and 18 record in August. Thank God August is over. Domingo Herman has been the, uh, the Oakland A's. Yeah, he dominated the Oakland A's. You should. You should dominate the Oakland A's. Against the New York Mets, he pitched well. Rays is... He did face the Rays on August 17th, went four and two-thirds in New York, left three earned runs, struck out six. Uh, 
Oh, don't don't talk about that game. I, I oh, can't. Sorry, I can't, I, I can't go through that one again. I sorry, can't, I sorry, can't go through sorry. that one again. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I I know. I I mean, it makes sense for the point. I just don't want to think about the walk off grand slam is either that one or the next day. But um, I think to your point, Hermont Hermont. I hate him. Oh my god. (laughs) I don't actually. It's. I've been trying my best to not hate people. I I know that he's not a huge fan of the LGBTQI plus community, so not a huge fan of him in in a lot of ways. Yeah, he was. He was part of the Rays crew that cut the. the the rainbow flag off their their jerseys so not not a huge fan of that guy and he's cost me thousands of dollars so far this year so um not a big fan uh but we'll move on uh because i do like a lot of the other rays and hope that he won't be used um but unfortunately there are some other i do like the yankees i just want to say i I like the yankees in this i like the yankees i mean yankee fan liking the yankees but doing a herman's been good i'll I'll give you that yeah he has been better uh and he was really good a few years ago before his life spiraled out of control um, and so next we'll go Minnesota at Chicago White Sox. Uh, loser leave towns ma- loser leaves town matchup. Uh, thought about making this one my best bet. And Sonny Gray's on the road visiting Davis Martin. Currently, Sonny Gray's minus one twenty two road favorite over under eight and a half. Uh, I really like betting against the White Sox. I wish I could do it in Davis Martin here because he's going to go maybe three innings and one of those innings is going to be bad. Uh, the problem is backing the Twins bullpen on the road as a favorite, but uh, it worked pretty well at home for you and your best bet on Monday. Definitely, definitely did. Grip, I was texting you when this game was happening, and I was walking to the uh, communal kitchen at my office, and I said to you, Dylan Bundy, he let up nine hits, but didn't allow one, like didn't allow like at least ten runs. So that was surprising, and the bullpen did his job. Sonny Gray has pitched very well. Look at that ERA. You see that ERA at three oh four? We love that. If you're a Twins fan, do you like bet on the Twins? Sonny Gray, reliable pitcher, could be the number one starter. In the postseason, the Twins push and make it. This is a big series for them. The White Sox, no idea what they're doing. They they don't even know what they're doing. Tony La Russa is gone for the year with medical issues. And Miguel Cairo, bench coach, shout out Yankee uh, legend Miguel Cairo. He's now having an opportunity to manage this White Sox team. Hopefully he can pull some out together. But Sonny Gray, I like Sonny Gray and the Twins. Uh, if we're calling Miguel Cairo a Yankee legend, then uh, I think um, anybody qualifies at that it's point. It's a joke. Uh, like Francisco okay. Cervelli, Yankee legend, another guy. I mean, got it, got it. Okay, sure. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a more. Anyway, Houston visits oh the Angels in the next one. Uh, Lance McCullers Jr. at Reed Detmers. And that's a pretty good matchup, I got to say. Uh, but McCullers is a monstrous favorite. Minus 155 on the road, over-under is eight. Uh, I like the Angels here. I don't like them in general, as you know, and anyone listening wow. to this knows. Uh, but Detmers is really good. I feel like the Houston Astros offense has been pretty quiet lately. They've been missing a lot of players. I don't, I don't know the status, but Jordan Alvarez, but he hasn't played in a while. And uh, it's a big, big number for Lance McCullers, who's this, I think it's his third start off the IL. McCullers has been pitching well off the IL, but the Angels are a little, are feeling good. They're feeling they're, they're high as can be right now. They dominated the Yankees series, late game heroics, good pitching by Pablo Sandoval yesterday. I was Patrick. impressed. Patrick, excuse me. Pablo Sandoval. Pablo, Pablo's, Pablo's, if Pablo's pitching. Oh, boy. If Pablo's pitching, the game's over already. So, uh, Patrick Sandoval, he pitched very well against the Yankees in his last start. Detmers is only – like exciting start of the year was the no hitter he threw. It seemed like that was 15 years ago. 
Uh, I don't know how you back the Angels. I, I'm I'm very shocked that you, you picked this because the Angels are the most hit or miss team in the entire league. So, um, but hey, look, you got faith in the lefty. Good luck to you. Oh, thank you. Uh, and last but not least, before we get to our best bets, we have the Toronto Blue Jays visiting Pittsburgh at Alec Manoa at Johan Oviedo, uh, I believe was required from the St. Louis Cardinals uh, in the mm-hmm. Quintana deal, if I right. remember correctly. Manoa minus 240 road favorite because they are taxing you like crazy if you're betting against the Pittsburgh Pirates right now and that lineup, which is uh, more of there's not much there to it unfortunately there's o'neill cruz making contact 17 percent of the time that's about it um but over unders eight uh don't really know that this is a series where pittsburgh can cause too many problems for the blue jays which is great if you're a toronto backer and really important for them in the playoff race toronto needs to win baby they need to win this is the right guy in the mound pirates not a good team but this this these are the moments here griff when Teams that are playing for a playoff berth, like the Toronto Blue Jays, like the Minnesota Twins, like the the Padres, teams that are on these uh, on the outskirts looking in, but trying to hit a wild card berth, you can't you can't lose to teams like this. I know it's very it's a it's an obvious thing to say, but we've seen it time and time again each and every year. Teams that are either in playoff contention or are right on the edge of it. They face crappy teams like the Pirates or the Reds or Tigers, Royals, those type of teams that are play spoiler. We've seen it every year. So this is a – I know it's not a huge series, but it's a big deal that they need to dominate this series. And you know, everyone saw point blank this weekend. The Yankees couldn't get it done against the A's and the Angels. So the Blue Jays – I think this is an essential series for the Blue Jays on the road at Pittsburgh while the Orioles have the same thing coming for them with the, the athletics at home, they play seven times the rest of the year, at least. Nope. They play even more than they play. Wow. They play 10 times, uh, two series in Baltimore. So that's seven games at Baltimore. Oh, uh, awesome. I think those are the two teams that are really fighting for the playoffs. I mean, no one really expected the, the, the Orioles to be in this as I've already said in the show, uh, but I'm really looking forward to that race. And I think it's one of those things where I'm, I'm pumped about it and, and it's going to be great. Uh, and that'll bring us now to our best bets portion of the show. Before you get there, let's save you 20% on any purchases through pregame.com. Use the promo code BATTER20 and uh, use it within seven days of this episode. You can buy my picks that come out every night uh, or plenty of, I mean, everyone's getting ready for football season. I do plan to have my own packages out uh, coming up. But uh, I know that if you might want to do Steve Fezzik, who won the the Hilton Super Contest back-to-back years, now is the Westgate super contest and now we have our own pregame.com web uh contest that's that's mirroring what you would be doing in vegas except without a proxy and with actual up-to-date lines so pretty important to do that as well uh but use the code batter 20 get 20 percent off any of your purchases at pregame.com including mine um and so for my best actually do you want to go first since since you you have the t-box you you're on a three-game winning streak taylor if you're ready you can have it or or tell me it's mine i'll go i'm gonna go with a pick that a team that I talked about how impressed I was early in the show. I talked about how impressive they are. They're young. They have definitely surprised a lot of people this year. I would say the whole baseball community. They've they've been impressive. They have had their ups and downs throughout the year, of course, because they're not really an awesome team. They're not really a great team. But as of the last week and a half or so, 
Young kids are coming up. They're playing well. And I'm talking about those Arizona Diamondbacks. I'd like Zach Davies in this matchup against uh, Eric Lauer. The, the, the Brewers are under an immense amount of pressure. They are currently two and a half games out of a wild card race right now. The Diamondbacks have nothing to lose. There's a lot of people who are excited about this Diamondbacks team. I'm taking Zach Davies and the D-backs at plus 101. I like them. Give me a, a home underdog here. Lock it in. Nice. Uh, I like that play. Uh, not going to be on my card, but I wasn't so worried about you taking mine. Anyway, uh, I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Rays, minus 120. It looks like Jeffrey Springs is starting this one. I hope he is because I'm going to be disappointed if my uh, best bet that's going to win gets uh, canceled. But uh, anyway, really like Jeffrey Springs. Lefty, who was in a closer role type position last year for the Rays, moved into starter role because he's so good. Lefties usually struggle with righties. He's got great reverse splits, gets righties out at a really high rate, which is a big, big thing for when you're playing the Yankees. I also think the travel situation for the Yankees off of two poor series on the West Coast now have to come east. That's a big problem for the Yanks um, and I think they've been reeling their bullpens banged up I mean Taylor's told you all year and giving you new, almost the state of the Yankees on every podcast episode but I, I like the Rays I think that they are in a position to make the playoffs they're going to be a, no one wants to play them they're certainly never going to be a favorite I think but they're ultimately strong enough that they can be a thorn on anyone's side and they have been the Yankees for a long time uh, so I'll take the Rays minus 120. Jeffrey Springs will get you done. You can follow me on Twitter, the real underscore G Warner. Feel free to slide in any DMs, send any questions your way. We would still love to have a more uh, fan-based part portion of these episodes. So keep sending it up to Taylor or myself. Um, but love any feedback you got, uh, especially talking noise about my plays. That seems to be the easiest ones that win. Uh, but thanks for coming my my DMs and, and, and adding me today. Uh, on this Dodgers pick, but uh, anyway, thanks thanks to all you listeners, especially for, for hanging with us as long as you have. All right, kids, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Taylor Ringold, T-A-Y-L-O-R-R-I-N-G-O-L-D, and you can follow me everywhere else on social media. Just type in my name, and you'll see me there. Two awesome best bets right here, Diamondbacks plus 101, and then the Rays are now at minus 127, Griff. Uh-huh. So- uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, so minus 127 Rays and D-backs plus 101. Two awesome best bets are here. Follow us on social media. Come at us. Tweet at us. We love the engagement. Appreciate all you guys sticking around. Another great episode in the books. We'll catch you guys on Monday. Have a great weekend. Great Labor Day. Have a good time. Watch a lot of baseball. Bet on a lot of baseball. And we'll see you kiddos next Monday. Talk to you soon.